This is Harry Hog Football. On today's show, we talk about a horrible loss we had this past week. We talk about how Aaron is slacking off at the House of Mouse. And we talk about, hey, it's Dallas week. And you know what that means. We've got a chance to sweep them. We talk about all of this and much, much more live with Josh and John. Yo, 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 yo. yo. What's up, y'all? What's happening? What's up? It's a small world after all. Aaron's at. It's a small world after all. Um, I'm singing that because I think Aaron's probably waiting in line for It's a Small World right now. No, dude. It's it's late at night right now. He's sitting at the Polynesian Resort eating some poi (laughs) with your mom and dad (laughs) and his family. They're eating some pineapple. Eating some pineapple and poi. And watching the Poly- Polynesian dancers spin fire around. And drinking, dance. like, like virgin pina coladas. That's right. Aaron and his family have taken the trip to visit the House of Mouse this week. The House of Mouse. So, uh, <laughs> the House of Mouse. Um, down there where those Tampa Bay, near where those Tampa Bay Bucks are from. Oh, man. Uh, it, how about that? For 2010... Oh, wait a minute. Before we even get into that, what's up, y'all? Welcome to Harry Hog episode. We're so used to Aaron doing this. We're so, uh, welcome to Harry Hog episode 237. 237. Um, we're gonna call this one the Gordon Guano Cut Memorial episode. Cut. Do you think, I know we're saying we want him cut, but do you think he'll actually be cut? We'll get into that. We'll get into that. And we thank, uh, David Lee Legal Services here. Uh, our benevolent Redskins fan sponsor. Um, for their continuing support through the season, the 2010 season, which in some ways we do have one more victory than last season, but in some ways has been so much more devastating as a fan. It's been tough, dude. Yes. It's been very tough. Um, Yeah, we do have a – it is Dallas week, which we will talk more about as well, but uh, we do have that to look forward to this week possibility of sweeping the Dallas Cowboys since I believe the Redskins and Dallas are now both officially eliminated from the playoff contention. Right. Um, and uh, however minuscule that possibility is, that's why we play the game. So you got to get a little bit pumped coming into the weekend. But before we get to that, we got to right. talk about this loss to those damn Bucks. I call, all right, first of all, dudes, we play the Bucks every year. We've played them like seven out of the last eight years, I believe. Either yeah. Six out of seven or seven out of eight. One year we played them twice in the regular season. So yeah, I, I call it. this, I call this, I have a friend from college, my friend Tom, and his family has season tickets to the Bucks. They're from uh, St. Pete. And we always talk back and forth, talk trash about this week because it happens just about every year. And we decided to call this the NFC Southeast Division. It's only got two teams, the Redskins and the Bucks. And unfortunately, <laughs> this year, the Buccaneers won the NFC Southeast by one oh missed point after attempt that went slip sliding away in the grass. <laughs> slip sliding away. Yeah, that, was, that was our season slip sliding away on that field. Whether the snap was high or low, we needed to go, but the ball it went slip-sliding away. <laughs> and as the season went slip-sliding away. Yes, sir. The season has been slip-sliding away for quite a few games now, though. Well, dude... You must you know, admit. You know, a couple weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, we talked about how the Redskins... You look at the Redskins roster, there are very, very, very few players... That if you were starting another team, for instance, with the Redskins, or, or starting another team and you looked at the Redskins and you could take a couple of players from them, there's only a couple of players you would want to bring over to start up a new team. Um, and Joseph White, who is the AP writer for the Redskins, um, he kind of touched on that subject and it's something he wrote today. And he kind of, he pretty much named most of the guys that we were talking about. Um, if you're not talking about dudes like London Fletcher, you know, you're trying to get the young guys to start a, to, to start new and young and get rid of all, all the, the, the oldness going on. 
You got Arakpo, obviously, Mr. Brian. I get held every play Arakpo. <clears throat> yep. You got Chris. No one throws the ball to me until the fourth quarter, Cooley. <laughs> you got the silverback, Trent Williams, who, I, man, this guy, when he is healthy next season, is going to be a beast. It has been a trial by fire for him. Um, we got the BB Hummingbird. We got Leron Landry. Ryan Terrain, but dude has seven eighths. Seven eighths, like eighty-three percent of the games that he has been able to play, like he's been in the NFL for, he hasn't been able to play because he's been injured. So I don't How put many? any stock in him. It's like it's something like eighty-three percent of the games because he missed the entire season a couple years ago, and then last year he missed. I can't remember. It's like one year he missed all the season, the other year he missed almost all the season. The guy's super mm-hmm. injury prone, and then maybe Hall and Rogers. Um, if Carlos Rogers can get off the injury report because his feelings are hurt, we're gonna be you know. Off. That's about it. I mean, you got a few other guys like the one man gang, but I don't. I don't Wait think a about it. What, John? You're telling me that you would you want to keep you would keep Rogers on on the team? Is that what you're saying? Right now, yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. Because as much as we complain about him having no hands, dude, we talked about this. He has no hands. We all know that. But I think we just trade him to Denver. Get, how get many how many touchdowns the... has he given up this year on passes? I think like two that I can think of. His <laughs> cover has his coverage skills have actually been pretty good this year for when he's in. All right. Except for he admits that he doesn't cover receivers, but that's another story. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, at this point, it's like maybe probably Hall. Maybe Rodgers, but uh, and and it's kind of like with running backs—you can never have enough cornerbacks. I mean, we just and True. and and safeties, um, because I we just <laughs> Macho Harris went from playing flag football two weeks ago in Fairfax to you know playing for the Redskins. Um, and if Aaron were here this week, we would suddenly go Macho Macho Man. Macho man. Yeah. That's right. I want to be a macho man. But, dude, nah. there's just – there. my point to this whole thing is that there's a whole lot of work to go compared to just, just how devastatingly low this team has gotten thanks to people like the Danny, Vinny Serrato, idiot coaches like Zorn – Nice guy, from what I hear, but boy, was he just detrimental to the cause. We all know about Serato and super cut, 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 forever and ever, amen, with him. And hopefully Snyder is actually doing what he said he's doing and not interfering in football operations anymore. But we'll see how that holds okay. up. So, so yeah, there's a lot of work. Up, let... There's a lot of work to yeah, do. This... We don't have any people on our team that are good. <laughs> Since you're bringing this up and about people being brought in and, you know, horrible coaches and things like that, um, where does the second era of Joe Gibbs fit into this? Joe Gibbs was allegedly the only time during this section that um, Snyder really stepped back and didn't interfere. I think he was supposed to not do that for the year that we had uh, Schottenheimer, and then he fired him and brought in the old ball coach, and that was a disaster. Um, <laughs> the old ball coach. Oh man, we're gonna chuck it around the yard here, man. Can't stand <laughs> him. Um, I Gibbs the Gibbs era the Gibbs two point I mean, obviously it wasn't as successful as the first round, but part de. It was part de. It was part. It was it was better than anything else that's happened during Snyder's tenure. Norvell, seriously. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we had that kind of blip. But other than that, what, two playoff wins since 1992? It's been a long way. And we have got a long, long way to go with building up this team. And now that we're officially eliminated from the playoffs at 5-8 and in the NFC East, um, I think we're going to see more and more uh, infusion of young talent into the the. Starting and uh, backup roles. For instance, Joey Galloway, they finally got rid of him. Cut, cut him. Anthony Armstrong getting a lot more play. And and 
I can't say well, that I wouldn't want to bring questions. him. What's that? This this brings up some questions, is what I'm going to say, because you're you're uh, talking about getting rid of the old, and bringing in the new, and how we need to kind of do a regime change in a lot of ways. You know, we're aren't we like the we're like the oldest team in the NFL, right? And this is I mean, after cutting a ton of dudes last year that were old. We're old, and we're still and, old. Um, so uh, so here's a question, and and we're still talking about the loss to the Bucks here, and we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more, but yeah. Who? How do you think uh, Shanahan? Not to try to do any draft predictions, but do you feel like Shanahan will go after a quarterback? That is a really we'll good throw question. The question out there. That's a really good We're, question because we know that there's going to be some really good prospect quarterbacks that are going to go in the first round very early this year coming up, like the Heisman Trophy winner, like Cam <laughs> Newton, of course, like that dude Luck from Stanford who yep. he's got a a. a he is he's a large guy and he's got this like deep voice, but he's got this goofy face that doesn't match it. Like he hasn't grown up yet. Like you expect he's gonna end up being like seven foot tall. He's and he can play. That dude can play. Um that dude at Arkansas is pretty good. Um the guy from Boise State might be good, maybe. I don't know. He's kinda small. But anyway, you know, enough about that. The point, for, my, my whole point on this whole thing is that we need a lot of players and we need a lot of drafting and hopefully some more undrafted free agents that work out like Armstrong and the Hummingbird. And there's a long way to go. And a case in point for the whole thing was this Bucks game because, good Lord, some people were really, really good. Ryan Terrain just, just went off in the first half, was fantastic. And then we get one of these, and then to totally counter what I'm saying, Josh, we get one of these young guys that they brought in, Graham Gano, who missed his ninth and tenth NFL leading tenth missed field goal of the season from 24 yeah. yards out. Yeah, that was just that was horrible. 24 yards. I mean, he should be able to do that in his sleep. Um, I was listening to uh, to the audio from uh, you know with Sonny and Sam. And that other guy, Larry, and um, Larry, and um, Sam said, <laughs> "said here he goes. If he misses this one, he literally was saying, you know, twenty-four yards. If he misses this one, he may as well go pack." Yeah, and that was the and second field it. goal, and he missed it. He missed <laughs> it in the opposite direction of the first one. He overcompensated, and that's what I was right. talking about last week, or was it last week? When I'm like, it's like he's out there mm-hmm. overthinking it and not just doing it. And I think that's affecting yeah. him. But well, I was listening, and they said that before the game, he was actually kicking some fifty-eight yarders right down the middle, no problem. Yeah, I think he's like, overthinking. He looked it. really good. Yeah, I know. I know the obvious reaction from pretty much everyone is just like cut, absolutely positively cut. But you know, is he going to end up being the next in the long list of? the guys of, of kickers that we've had since Chip Miller that have just sucked? Or is he, you know, is this someone we should hold on to and just give him more support and say, hey, you know, dude, I know you're having some really bad games. Quit thinking. Just go out there and kick the damn ball. And hopefully well, he'll turn into yeah. someone good because we don't want to lose him like uh, Acres in Philadelphia. We had him like 12 years ago for one game, right. and we cut him. Yeah, And look what he, he's leading the NFL in points this year. I think you just got to say calm down. I I feel like Mike Shanahan sees potential in Gano. I don't think that yeah. he would get rid of Gano just for the sake of getting rid of him after having a bad game like this. Another now one. Gano apparently is uh, did get injured during that final play, sloppy. Well, on the on the miss, it wasn't the, the final game. final play officially, but it might as well have been the the point after attempt. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, he did get uh, a rib injury. From that, I think it was a linebacker that hit him when he was going after the ball. So right. they're going to bring in kickers on Tuesday, and one of those kickers that's not going to come in is uh, nine for nine on field goals, Sean Sweezum, who is now with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, who they brought in when their kicker got hurt, or no, they, did they get? I don't know if he got hurt or they cut him. Whatever, he's nine for nine with the Steelers and going into the playoffs what? pretty much. Who's the kicker that we had a couple years ago? Remember the Dallas game? The the great, uh, you know, the end of the game. We were there. We went to that game. 
and uh, it was one of Sean Taylor's. Uh, it was uh, the one where where games. Troy Vincent blocked the field goal that Dallas was going to try to win the game with, and then yeah. Sean Taylor picked it up and was running, trying to run back with no time on the clock left. And, yep. and 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 Jason Witten, who's on your fantasy team, tackled him, but he face masked him, which added 15 yards to it. And then the dude came in, Nick Novak, the guy who went to Albemarle High School, my mom's alma mater in Charlottesville, Virginia. Nick Nick Novak, that's it. But he ended Nick up going Novak. like seven for 15 or something like that, and they cut him too. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I I think you know if if Gano's not hurt or if he's hurt. And he can't be here the rest of the season. Then put him on injured reserve or do what you got to get do. I mean, I know a lot of yeah. people are screaming cut him, but I think continue to develop him. The guy's young, and and if the coaches see potential in him, let them do their job and try to uh, instill some calmness in this guy so that not only can he kick before the game a fifty-eight yarder, but he can chip shot a twenty-four yarder in there without any pressure and feeling the heat. I mean, right I, you know, I think a lot of it's probably psychological. Maybe we can get a. Uh, Get a take on that from uh, Aaron's uh, wife's uncle, right? Who used to kick for the Minnesota Vikings. Oh yeah, who was back on episode, whichever it was, way back in the day. Maybe we'll see if we can get him back on. He was like on episode thirty something or something, if I remember right. But uh, you know, a couple hundred episodes ago. But <laughs> he might get offers some insight as to what it's like. You know, you're out there and uh, all that pressure's on you, and what's the mental game there? So we'll see if right. we can get him back on. Yeah, but yeah, and lost to the lost to the Bucks this week. Obviously, yeah. a heartbreaking loss. The kicking um, didn't help, but let yeah, I, I see where you're going. Let's let's go into everything else. Yep. Uh, well, let's talk about the refs. The 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 refs call that bad call by the refs. Oh, you mean the one let's where Rakpo got quote mugged unquote by Mike mugged. Shanahan? Mike Shanahan said he was mugged. I, I love that in the press conference and they're asking about him being held and Mike Shanahan was like, no, he, he wasn't held. He was mugged. <laughs> yeah. He was mugged. Absolutely. It was it yeah. was an egregious miss. And the referees actually, uh, after the game, they apologized. Um, they said they missed the call because I guess the back judge just didn't see it. He was looking at something else. Lord knows what he was yeah. looking at. I think he was texting. He, I, I don't know what he was looking at. Maybe he was looking around the stadium going, man, there are a lot of empty seats in here. <laughs> Nobody's he at was, this game. Maybe he was reading one of the latest posts on HarryHogFootball.com. That's H-A-R-R-Y HogFootball.com. Um, he was checking his Twitter feed. Yeah, you know, it's that call was just terrible. And, of course, the Buccaneers scored the go-ahead touchdown on that play. But, you know, it shouldn't have come to – Basically, we can't blame it on one play, just like we usually will say. Because the Buccaneers got down to, like, the what, the two or one-yard line and then fumbled it, and we got the ball back for a touchback and got the ball back. And, and, you know, the defense kept stepping up over and over and over again in the second half. And the offense, for some reason, I know the Bucs made defensive changes at halftime, like all teams do, and they started keying more on Ryan Terrain. But where the hell was Ryan Terrain in the second half? He just totally no disappeared. They stopped playing him. He ran like yeah, like 121 yards or something like that in the first quarter, and he ended up with a total of 172 yards. So he basically only picked up another 50 yards, uh, you know, for the rest of the game, three quarters worth. Yeah, I mean, a, it was an impressive 121 yards in the first quarter. Obviously impressive, but yeah, you know what happened? Where, why, what did we change or they changed so much that that made that. Uh, that go that way. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, but the play calling uh, in the second you know, half was just, just pretty much terrible. I'll tell you what I want to talk about for a second, and that's um, I oh, want to okay. talk about Donovan McNabb, number five, our, our uh, illustrious uh, quarterback. Um, you know, when you look at McNabb's numbers for this game, he was 22 for 35. He had 228 yards on the day with two touchdowns and zero interceptions. So, you know, the numbers, if you look at them, not too bad. But when you really go back and you look at the game, there were probably four or five different opportunities for the defense to pick off one of his passes, many of which hit them right in the hands or the numbers, and they should have pulled them in. And uh, how much different would this game, would the face of this game look, 
had that actually happened. Um, I think McNabb had a very lucky day, is the way that I would say it. I that's do not a, think he played uh, wonderfully well. That's a very uh, in interesting game. take. I, I yeah, that's very interesting to look at the at it that way. And I, I I gotta I gotta lean in that direction as well. He did. He started off horrible, and then he started getting better. But he didn't have to throw the ball much in the first half. And in the second right. half. You know, and and in the second half, where the hell was Chris Cooley? Where the <laughs> texting, <laughs> texting. Chris Cooley, <laughs> I, I know he's doing more blocking because they got because the offensive line's not all that good, and so they're keeping him back for max protect and stuff. But where the hell's Chris Cooley? Throw him the ball. Did you say he's doing more blocking or blogging? I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> No, However, seriously, that's a good point. Where 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 was Cooley? You know, we started using Cooley later in the game, and uh, you know, we were hitting him with this seven yards here and these twelve yards there, and and that kind of stuff. I think uh, what was his total on the day? Well, I guess he only had uh, he had two receptions. He had two game. receptions for twenty two. It seemed like they threw the ball to him about eight times on the last drive of the game. But he but, had like a seven a seven yarder and a fifteen yarder, if I remember right, something like um, that. Yeah. So I I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I, at least, you know, they're doing all this Max Protect stuff. At least trying to find some positives here. Logan Paulson, Pony Boy, the third tight end, <laughs> got in there and had last week, I think he had his first NFL reception. This week he had his first touchdown. However, on yep. the backside of that, Fred Davis only had one reception for negative five yards. Um, negative five yards. You, you know, and I mean, just just all. I know that it was sloppy out there. It was raining. It was cold, and it was crappy, and that affected the kicking. Chris Wilson had that terrible fumble in the second half to start the second half on the uh, the kickoff. What was that? It, Why is Chris Wilson doing? Uh, I mean, I know he was just there, but I mean, usually, you come know, on. when when the ball goes, when they squib kick like that because they're trying to wait, stay away from BB person who picks it up is Mike Sellers. And we all, even though he's, you know, been a, not quite as good as he's as, as his tip-top time with the Redskins, he's still a solid guy. Solid player. He's been much better, much better lately, too. He's actually been pulling in a lot of uh, yeah. short little screen passes and things, too. Uh, and lately, he has so. good hands. He has good hands. He does. You, he does. Yeah, the caveman can grab the ball. Chris Wilson, you do not grab a kick. <laughs> That's squibbing towards you. You get out of the way. What are you he doing, saw, man? He, he saw that ball rolling towards him, and it was like, ah. It was like his moment of glory. Everything else just faded away, and all he could see was that ball. And I can run this all the way back. I can be a branding, a Brandon the Hummingbird Banks. <laughs> yeah, and then it ended up, he ended up not doing that at all, as we know. So, Not at all. You know, just yep. just so many things like that. I, and, you know, we also had, what, a pick in the end zone in this game. and But we also had a couple picks where people, like you were saying earlier, the, the Bucks had like five, it seemed, that, that hit guys in the hands. And we had a couple of those as well. Yep. So, it, yep. you know, you can't, you can't look at one particular play costing us the game other than the point after attempt that cost us the game yep. but you know really yep. it should not have gotten to that point because the Redskins had like you said what 121 yards rushing in the first quarter just Ryan Terrain and had no points just, to show for it that's right that was and that was just that was horrible that was horrible 22 first downs yep. I mean that might be the most first downs for the whole game it just so many little things and and mm. and here we are again talking about another loss uh as we slink into uh, Cowboy Stadium this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, there were a lot of things that went wrong in this game. And, I mean, there, there were a few, uh, as we struggled to find some bright points, there were some bright points. I mean, obviously the Ryan Terrain. Uh, and, dude, you know, such a... dude, what was up with the play management, the clock management at the end of the first half? Oh, that was horrible. What was going on there? You know what it you was? Know, Shanahan pulled a uh, Andy Reid. Is, is, is exactly what it was from the first Redskins game against the Eagles. 
He was like, That's "Oh, right. I didn't know it was only a thirty-second timeout." <laughs> but he he owned it after the game, but that's what the problem was, and that's why the clock management was such a mess, and we almost didn't even have a chance to, to get any points then. Yeah, there, there were some other clock management issues, I felt like, later in the game, later in the fourth quarter, I thought. You know, they weren't they weren't hurrying up enough. There were some things that they could have been doing. Uh, yeah, they were moving the ball there, that last drive. That you know, last they actually drive. moved the ball. Yeah. Um, but there were still some clock management issues there, I felt. <clears throat> you know, right down to the end where, uh, what was it? Uh, they were forced to, uh, they were forced to throw the ball on that third down, uh, because of the clock. Right. They and couldn't run it. They because couldn't run they it. burned that time no out time. earlier. And we were like, what? That's right. Exactly. So, yeah, clock management, obviously a big issue, too. Um, Hey, let's go into the O line report here, and uh, in case Aaron wants to do it, we'll let him. Uh, we'll let him put the O line music in right here. Yeah, and and one thing, one thing I do want to talk about before we go into that. Excuse one, me. one more thing. No, no, yep. you know what? I'm going to tease it. I'm going to save it for the second half of the show. Excellent. It has to do. So uh, it reminded me of, I believe it was the 1991 um, national championship game. Or a game that decided the national championship in the uh, NCAA's for football. <laughs> More later in Harry Hog football. Bumble More ball. later. Stick around. Stick around. So, dude, um, O line report. Um, yeah, let's yeah. talk about that O line. No Artis Hicks. Artis Hicks relegated to uh, relegated to kicks and things of that nature. Will Montgomery is there as a uh, he's pretty much there all the time now at right guard. Yep. That's a great move. Yeah. And I don't remember seeing yep. Stefan Heyer on the field the whole game. I don't remember seeing him at all or or hearing about him or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean seriously, thank what, goodness what, what for that. Cuz every time Stefan Heyer yeah. is on the field, you just you you just have that feeling like, "Oh no, here we go." <laughs> Other than that, like Either. half of game where he played right guard because there was no one mm-hmm. left. Where I mean, and that's the best O line play he's had all year. He's just he he's gonna be he's one of the guys who's not gonna be here next year. They they still, in my opinion, they should go back to that makeshift O line they used, uh, wh- whenever that was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, the O line, the O line was okay. All in all, they were like we said earlier, doing a lot of max protect with the tight ends, uh, running backs back there. Ryan Terrain made a lot of that stuff happen on his own, though. That guy was bouncing off people and breaking tackles and just shifting through these small little gaps all throughout the first half. And yeah, they opened up some holes for him, but he was he was making a lot of that happen himself. So I can't say yeah. the O line was like great, but they were they were for the most part they were pretty solid, and I think mostly yeah. because Stefan Heyer was not in. Right. Yeah. Did um. Lichtensteiger. Yeah. Lichtensteiger. Corey Lichtensteiger. Yeah, I don't remember. Were there were there any uh, holding penalties or any anybody jump off sides? Will Mc- yeah, mm-hmm. dude. Will Montgomery had a false start on the first play on offense. Uh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but on then the very they, first play. But then they settled down mm-hmm. after that. So yeah, because we forget about forget it after that. that because we forget it because Ryan Terrain ran fifty four yards right after that. <laughs> um, um. Yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about the O line. Uh, we still need. No. We still need interior linemen. Mm-hmm. I think. I think Trent Williams. Next season, when he is healthy, because he really hasn't been healthy all season. Next season, when he's healthy, he is going to be a freaking beast. The Silverback is going to be unstoppable. And he has been pretty damn good for a rookie left tackle this year who has been battling injuries and going against some of the best defensive ends in the NFL. This guy is big time. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I agree. Um, hey, I do want to point out though that, uh, and maybe it's just because of the injury that Ryan Terrain has had, but even today, uh, a, a day after 
this awesome game that Ryan Terrain, you know, ran his heart out for 172 yards, that Ryan Terrain is still listed as second team uh, for running back. Keelan Williams is listed as a starter. Well, apparently uh, Shanahan thought that he was the starter because he kept making him run the ball in the second half instead of Terrain. It made me think <laughs> Terrain got hurt. Aaron and I were like, is Terrain hurt? He must be hurt. Shanahan does that crap all the time with his running backs, though. He's always done yeah. that. I don't, I don't understand it. You know, that's like, I mean, it was surprising to see Pogan, uh, Pony, Pogan boy, Pony boy, Pogan Logan Paulson, Pogan boy, Pogan Mahoan, Pogan Mahoan. Surprising to see Logan Paulson in there on that touchdown, you know, uh, he's listed as a, you know, third team tight end. Yeah. Uh, well, that, that was another one of those max protect plays. Yep. I don't think we saw any of Terrence Austin. Did we see Terrence Austin in this Terrence game? Austin was inactive for the game. And okay. I'm going to segue thinking about uh, Ryan Terrain, thinking that he w- must have been hurt in the second half, but he wasn't, apparently. Um, we don't have much word on the injury report yet this week, because we're doing this a little early. But uh, one injury of huge significance for the Redskins, other than the one off for uh, Gordon Gano, I mean Graham Gano, is that Leron Landry's Achilles is not healing up, and rather than try to play him and let it blow up on him, rupture, as they say in the medical field, and have him out for an entire year, as in 12 months, uh, they decide to stick him on an IR today. So Leron Landry, dirty 30, done for the year. Interesting. Yeah. So other than that, and Gordon uh, Gano having a rib injury, but thinking that he's still going to be able to play this weekend and hopefully play well because, dude, like you were saying, we really need to have a young kicker that we can develop and bring along, and this is the perfect time to do it because we got a whole lot of roster spots that are going to be open. But other than that, right. nothing, you know, nicks and cuts and bangs and bruises, but, you know, we're waiting on Carlos Rogers' feelings to not be hurt anymore. He'll hopefully be back next week. And right. other than that, we don't really know much as far as the injury report goes so far. Well, Arakpo had that uh, ankle injury last week. Did he? Uh, is he, it seem yeah, bothering him at all? Or? He was he's a right beast in this game. Arakpo was out of his mind in this game because he is getting yeah. sick of all the crap and the losing and everything. But, yep. you know, that's the way it goes. He'll be all right. That's the way it goes. Um, well, that's great. Well, let's take a break right here. And uh, we'll see you uh, on the other side of that. We're going to talk about, uh, we'll give our games and kicks and talk about uh, things like, you know, are we actually ever going to win again? Yep, and on the (laughs) flip side, and how many downs did the Redskins get at the end of that game? We're going to tell you exactly what happened on the flip side. Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. Find us on the web at www.harryhogfootball.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Harry Hog. Harry Hog Football. Is someone you love in trouble with the law? Maybe your child or grandchild has been charged with a simple traffic offense, a DUI or reckless driving, or a simple misdemeanor, assault, shoplifting, or indecent exposure. Perhaps it's a much more serious felony, murder, drug possession, or distribution, or even a third offense, DUI. Charges like these often leave you asking questions. Who do you turn to for help, and what happens next? The fact is, every case is different, and many require tough choices. Every case is different. To best guide you to the best possible place, you need a seasoned professional. Consider David Lee. He's been practicing criminal and traffic law in the state of Virginia for over a decade, and has handled thousands of cases for thousands of clients. David Lee is based in southeastern Virginia, But for the right price, he's ready to travel to any corner of the state, including Ashburn. So if you or someone you love is in trouble with the law, call David Lee today at 757-259-9377. That's 757-259-9377. 
too. Um, so, uh, so hopefully Aaron, uh, in between riding Dumbo in the teacups, will remember to put in the uh, our little ad there for good old David Lee. But in case for some reason he doesn't, if you're in Virginia and uh, you've got a, a legal issue or a legal problem, make sure you give David Lee Legal Services a call, um, and uh, he can help you out. Uh, David Lee Legal Services. Do we have that number, John? Somewhere. We'll get it for you. Um, so, are we going to win another game? Dude, that's a very good question. Take a look at the Redskins schedule. Going into this weekend, we are playing at Dallas Stadium, as we all know. Um... Not really pumped. Well, no, I am pumped for this game, but, you know, I, I have a bad feeling it's going to be the typical back-in-the-80s split where we each win one game. Um, yep. But again, that's why you play the game any given Sunday. That game and the last three Redskins games are at 1 p.m. coming up. Sunday the 19th at Dallas. It yep. could happen. Um, Sunday the 20th. 26th at Jacksonville. Yep. Jacksonville has been Jacksonville's been up and down. Um, they won last week against a, a suddenly relevant Oakland Raiders team helmed by Jason Campbell. Um, it's possible Maurice Jones Drew is having another just like like MVP type for, uh, type of year, the little human bowling ball guy. But you know, no one hears about him because he's in Jacksonville. And or if someone has him on their fantasy team, and then they tell everyone else, and they don't care. Um, and then we end the season on the second with the Giants coming to the Jack, otherwise known as FedEx Field. That's right. It's and, not uh, looking all good. Of, all of those games are one o'clock games. Um, it's no, not it's looking not good, looking dude. good. Not looking good. And you know, here we are coming off of three losses in a row: the Vikings uh, at home. Of course, the Giants beat us at their house, and then uh, this past week with the Bucks, um, three losses there. And you know, honestly, the win that we had before that was barely a win uh, in Tennessee. So, I mean, if you really start looking back, when's the last time we really won a game? I mean, really won. <laughs> well, we've beat Tennessee, who is is hanging out at what five and four or something like that, five and five. Yeah, but we I barely something beat like that, and and Chicago, who are definitely like all y'all out there that thought Chicago had a prayer at home against New England. Seriously, I really wish I could have, have said something. I should have said something last week because because New England just whooped them. They are not contenders. So that's two teams that aren't good that we beat. Green Bay. Green Bay was decent, but they've had so many injuries, and they were really in the middle of injuries in Game Five when we beat them by three points, just like we beat Chicago by three points, just like we beat Tennessee by three points. Um, <laughs> Philadelphia, we, the we knocked out Michael Vick. Yeah. Yep. And then Dallas, no one thought we were going to win that game. That was the win of the year right there. No, dude, I don't think we have really we, – we haven't won a game since uh, the preseason when we beat the Bills 42-17. to 17 the No, opener. no, we definitely – we won against <laughs> Dallas. We won against Dallas. Absolutely, positively won against Dallas. Okay. Um, but right. and, and I got to say, I think the win against Philadelphia in week four was a win because after knocking out Vic, the team was playing really hard and things were going well. And then things just started really kind of going south after that. The loss at Detroit right before the bye week. And that was also the whole McNabb getting benched thing. That would, that's, that's when things really started hitting the fan. And I mean, now we're really at the point. It's, it's time to start playing these young guys these last three games. Except for this game. We have to play against Dallas. I don't care if you play young guys or old guys. You play the guys who give us the best chance to win. Yeah. And then after that, you can start trying out guys against Jacksonville. That's cool. Right. Um, do we think this guy's going to be back in Dallas as coach next year? The guy Jason Garrett? Yeah. It's a funny thing with him. He was supposed to be the head coach in waiting, and then suddenly everything sucked. And then Wade Phillips gets fired, and Jason Garrett, who was calling the offense the entire time, 
Wade Phillips was the coach because he's a defensive guy. Suddenly the offense gets much better. Right. So I, I, I don't know. Did Jason Garrett sabotage the team to get the job? That would be a typical Cowboys thing to do. In any yeah, event, exactly. forget the Cowboys. And you can substitute any F word you want for forget. <laughs> um, let's get into the kicks and games. All right. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll just it, do it. It's time for the Kick in the Balls Award. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't have any babies or kids screaming, so I had to go with that. Right, right. Who are you kicking, John? Oh man, I get to go first. I'll, I'll go if you want me to. Oh, I'm ready. Man. I'm, go I'm for ready it. Go for it. All right. All right. My my kick in the balls is going to go to Mister, and I and I and I can say that I've never given a kick to this guy, and I don't think that I I, I can't remember you or Aaron ever giving a kick to this guy. Usually this guy we like. And I'm giving a kick to Danny Smith because we all know it rolls downhill and special teams had a horrible week this week. Horrible. Of of the three sides of the ball, offense, defense, and special teams, they were by far the worst. You, I, I agree 100%. So and Coach Danny Smith gets my kick. Wow. And we love Danny Smith. We love us some Danny Smith here at Harry Hog Football because he's the only thing that held the Redskins together for the two <laughs> Jim Zorn seasons. He was the only guy that knew what was going, what the hell was going on on the sidelines. But uh, you know, it's everyone true. gets kicked every once in a while. Yeah. Um, I know Aaron's gonna want to kick Kyle Shanahan and and or Shanny the Elder Mike Shanahan because it looked like he took over some of the play calling in the second half. Um, and the clock management and all that stuff. So I know he's probably going to want to kick them. So I guess we'll let him have that. I'll go ahead and kick... Um, do I only get to kick one? I'm going to kick the two guys who touch the ball with their feet. <laughs> and ironically, one of them, because of something he did with his hands, which is, of course, Hunter Smith, who's, who was not able to handle that slightly high snap from young Nick Sunberg, the long snapper, on the point-after attempt. Because, dude, I mean, you, you can't tie the game if you don't pull the ball down. And Hunter Smith's done that so many times. And he totally owned it. He was like, if anyone should get fired after this game, it's me. But, yeah, you still get kicked for that. So my double kick goes to Hunter Smith. And you all know the other one. It's Graham Gano. Cut! But maybe we should um, develop I, him later. Maybe I just got to say that a young kicker. Ethan Albright is available. Ugh. Ethan Albright's hanging out probably somewhere in North Carolina, chilling. Hanging out. In he probably saw that and from? like he probably saw that and like laughed and you know giggled <laughs> to himself and and threw out you know cast out another line on his rod and reel on his lakefront house and like lathered on SPF 100 sunscreen. Yeah. I don't know. He was with the Chargers earlier this year. I'm not sure if he's still with them. I think he was released. Oh, man. If he was with the Chargers. All right, 200 SPF sunscreen. I think he was released from the Chargers. But, uh, uh, yeah, I think he's a free agent. I think he's hanging out there. Maybe we should bring him in and let him. Let him well, know. again, it goes back to what we said at the beginning. Do we, do we, it's time to go with the young guys and see what they can do. True. True, true. I just got to point out, though, Ethan Albright, Pro Bowler two years ago. Yep, he's still there. He's he's just hanging out. That's right. All right, um, cool. All right, I guess we'll get into the games, dude. All right. So, wait, wait, wait. So, who did you kick? Oh, I kicked the, the two guys that uh, touched the ball with oh, their right, feet. Oh, right, right, right. Graham Gano yeah, and right. Hunter Smith. Um, Excellent. All right. You know what? I might as well just make it a... Uh, a uh, Menage a trois and go ahead and kick Nick Sumberg because his snaps weren't very good as well. All right, exactly. let's go from there. <laughs> so we had two coach kicks and uh, and the kick kicks, the kicker kicks. The anyway. entire special team triangle. There you go. Long snapper, um, kicker, and punter. All right. Well, it's time for the ever elusive game ball award. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll get mine. Hopefully. I'll go first again. 
I'll go sure. first. Um, you know, obviously tough to give a game ball this week, but uh, going to have to give my game ball to uh, to a guy that I felt past couple weeks has maybe struggled a little bit more than he has, and this year he's right back on track. Mr. Consistency, London Fletcher. I know he gets a game ball a lot. Eight tackles, three assists on the game. London no sacks. But uh, how about London Fletcher down there on the one-yard line coming up with that ball to keep it out of the end zone for the Bucks? Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, that ball had squirted down there, and he was just like, oh, and got, I mean, heads-up play. And, dude, yeah. don't forget, early in the game – he was out in coverage, and he turned around and hauled ass downfield to defend like a fifty-yard pass. I That's think right. it was to to a uh, Winslow, yeah. that tight end. And, it, and it's not the first time he's done that this year. He did it like two no, weeks ago. Not. Remember that? That guy. I mean, he's the guy. I mean, he's the glue that's holding it together. We all know that. He had a pretty and, good game. <clears throat> And now, you know, we start talking about old guys. It's his 13th season. He's 35 years old. Um, you know, he's been around. And uh, But I'll tell you, I, I can't think of any more more solid of a player than London Fletcher on this team right now. I and, dude, if he plays another seven seasons without missing a game, he'll catch Brett Favre because uh, Brett Favre was inactive for tonight's game. Ah. Interesting. Only seven more seasons to go, dude. Way to go, London. <laughs> go, London. So anyway, who you got? Who's your game ball? Um. Well, let's let's figure out Aaron's game ball first. Uh. Aaron's game ball goes because Aaron to... did not give us game balls because he's too busy like going around in the big golf ball at Epcot. Stefan, maybe Iron. we should give him one for. Maybe he should uh. For not getting maybe his game. Week. You know what? His game ball <laughs> should go to Stefan Heyer for not getting on the field on Sunday. That's, it. That's what it is. <laughs> and my game ball is going to go to Mister Obvious this week. Ryan, all terrain, all terrain, Ryan. all day. If all day meant the first half, uh, but all, he ended if up all day meant the first quarter. <laughs> yeah, dudes. He ended up going. I think we already said it, but twenty-four rushes for a hundred. And 72 yards. He averaged 7.2 a carry and completely disappeared in the second half because Shanny, the elder, thought Keelan Williams and Andre Davis, who sucks, boy, he had a terrible sophomore game for the Redskins. So hopefully he'll bounce back later. But he was bad in this game. Um, I don't know. Maybe. And he didn't even touch the uh, ball. He was just back there, like, giving crappy blocks and stuff. Um, yeah, all terrain, all day. I feel bad for the guy because, like we were saying earlier, he just can't stay healthy. Yeah. And he's had, like, big, big-time injuries in his career already. He's a young guy. So hopefully we'll get some more out of him and he can finally kick that injury bug because he's got major talent. That guy can run the ball, just straight-up run it. That's it, yep. Yeah, no, that's a good one, definitely. And I, I think we were kind of talking before, too. It's like, it, like you said, Mr. Obvious, Ryan Terrain. I mean, obviously, anybody that watched this game had to be impressed with the way he was running the ball, at least in the first quarter. Yeah. And so. a, a little mini shout-out to the defense, because all in all, they had a really good game. Um, they kept LeGarrette Blount, Blount, Blunt, the guy who punched that dude in college, um, in check, and he is a large running back. Um, yeah. They kept him in check very well. And, you know, when the de- when the offense is going three and out in the entire second half, dudes got tired. Yeah. It was like 42 mm-hmm. and raining or something like that out there. So yeah. a mini shout-out. The defense really stepped up. The offense was questionable in the second half, and some of that was play calling, and the special teams were just inept. Hey, how did that uh, how did that fumble happen with Blunt or Blount or whatever his name is? Was, was that the uh, one at the goal line? Yeah, uh, yeah. That, no, no, no dude. That's no, was no, that no. the one at the goal line, or that was was that the one where he was? Uh, that was the one that D'Angelo Hall punched out, wasn't it? That's it. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. That was the one. D'Angelo Hall like missed the tackle and got up in back pursuit, ran up and knocked the ball out. That's right. And he, then recovered it. it. It was like it was like he missed the tackle. Got up, 
hauled ass after the guy, <laughs> knocked the ball out, and then ended up like diving on it. Unlike Chris Wilson. Yeah, because yeah, he missed yeah, he missed the tackle and then the guy was like tangled up with somebody else. I can't remember who it was. And uh I, it, it, I mean good for D'Angelo Hall to uh you know follow up on a on a missed tackle instead of just laying in the dirt and making dirt angels like Albert Haynes hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I'm so rich. Man, you had I'm to bring him up. This... Dude, you had to bring him up. We almost made it through the podcast without even mentioning Albert Hainsworth. Next thing Sorry. you know, you're going to bring up Mr. Nichols. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> well, speaking of that, I mean, do we even – I don't even remember. Do, <laughs> did we even speak about – did we talk about that last week? Was he uh, released when we when we podcasted? I think he was. We did. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's all running together to me now. All right, I won't bring him up again, and I won't and I won't bring up Levar Arrington this episode. I just refuse to bring up Levar Arrington. <laughs> uh, Next thing what else we got, dudes? Let's give some. Yeah. We need to shout. Give some shout outs to dudes that have been going on the website. Um, Regan's Revenge, Cali Skins guy, um, Dude Man Wit has been out there again. You guys have been commenting in the live chat box on HarryHogFootball.com. Um, right. During the week and during the game. And also those of you who have been going back and forth on Twitter. Um, I know we tweet tweet during the games. Josh, do you have do you have the guys that have uh, been tweeting with us some during the game? Um uh, yeah, there have been quite a quite a few folks that have uh that have been yeah, tweeting I don't have um, the list up. I'm trying to think. Um Burgundy I know Zero Blood, Freeze has uh, been on there on on there a lot. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Uh, Paul Tattersdill over in uh, the UK. Um, oh, did he make it on there? Sweet, Paul was on there. What's I up, believe, dude? I believe. And I ran into Paul on somewhere else. Oh, I ran into him on Guala, another uh, social uh, social site there. Online. I ran into him in a pub. <laughs> Man, I'd like to go, <laughs> go to a pub. Uh, I was looking here. Yeah, zero freeze on there. Um, gosh, uh, D Hall twenty three. Uh, let's see. Of course, that's D'Angelo Hall. Who else? Uh, yeah, Paul's on there. Tiger Tats uh, on yes, Twitter. And uh, I got to yeah, say about Paul, that dude, that dude plays American football in England, and he he is the quintessential. I love football. I will play football or coach yeah. football. I think at this point in his uh, career, he he does it for the love of the game, and God bless you for that, man. Yeah, um, Alex EIP uh, or. I guess it's Alexi. Alexi is the guy is the guy's name. So uh, he's been on there as well. So um, right uh, on, right on. I have see, a big shout out. Yeah. Oh, I'm, oh, oh, before I say that, so yeah, dudes, if you you know, tweet you can tweet us at uh, what Harry Hog. Yeah, follow us on Twitter at Harry Hog. You know, or send us direct messages or what have you. Um, it's just Harry Hog on Twitter. Yep. H a r y Hog. Also, and, uh, I want to point something out that, in case you guys haven't heard this past couple of weeks, um, we had a hog line for some time where people that are listeners could call in and basically leave their thoughts about the game or the season or just anything Redskins right. related, and uh, we get a voicemail from you and, and we play that voicemail on on the podcast. Um, if it's if pick. it's cool or funny or if you sound like like kind of dumb, we will probably play on the podcast. <laughs> um, but we would pick typically pick a voicemail <laughs> and play it, um, and we we let that number kind of go, and it wasn't really anything special. But um, thanks to our friends at uh, Google Voice, we have this new number now. It's uh, so the hog line is back. You can call us. Uh, the phone number Ooh. is seven seven four seven seven four is the area code. Two seven seven nine four six four, and what that spells is seven seven Harry Hog. H A R Y. That's like Trey Johnson. That's like Trey Johnson. Harry Hog. Seven seven Harry Hog. Seventy seven Harry Hog. It's a seven seven four area code, so it's not any funky, you know, dial it and get and have a million dollars charged to your phone bill kind of thing or anything else. Yeah, just a seven seven four area code because that's what we could get that actually spelled Harry Hog. So. So give us a ring and leave a voicemail. We're not going to answer. You're going to get a voice uh, voice message. Right. Leave a message there, and uh, we'd be happy to to uh, play your voicemail on the podcast. Right on. If you if 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 you're funny 
or or we think it's interesting or or anything like that you might just make the podcast so so no when you're at the end of the game um and you're just like man we suck and you're about six beers in and you call the hog line and just start like ranting and raving yeah that's gonna make it on the podcast and I think uh, Burgund- uh, Burgundy Blood has, has called in uh, a few times now. We appreciate him calling in, so that's great. Right on. I want to give um, one more shout-out, dudes. Yeah. Earlier we alluded to uh, the referee who missed the call on Iraq- that where Arakpo got held again um, because he was looking around, maybe looking around at the stadium going, man, there's a lot of empty seats in this big-ass stadium. I want to give a shout-out to all the fans that were in the stadium and who stayed for that entire game because that was some crappy weather and 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 josh you and i i think it was you and i and aaron and jamie at the eagles game a few years ago when it was like 37 and raining and it was a night game oh yeah Yeah, And, and and you know we were there the whole game obviously and you know it's you get through those games and and true fans will stay for those games and support their team and hats off to anyone. As a matter of fact, if anyone is listening and you were at that game, give us a ring on the hog line or email us at a Redskins fan at harryhogfootball.com and let us know what it was like out there because that was just some miserable miserable weather to watch a football game in. And hats off to all y'all. You know, if we had been there, we would have stayed the whole game as well like we always do every time yeah. we go to a game. And, man, y'all, that was... That stadium was so empty, and I want I, – I, I just – I feel so bad for the people that were there to see another game go into the toilet like it was. Hats off to the to the, to the Redskins fans that, that stuck it out like the true fans do. Yep, yep, I agree. Good one, John. Um, what else we got? Uh, you know, it's Christmas time. Um, you know, you can do some of your shopping at Harry Hog. Um, i got to get a uh, – uh, we've got a direct link to uh, Amazon.com, so if you're doing any last-minute shopping, I'll get that link up on the website at HarryHogFootball.com. Uh, yeah, it's, also, it's on the website, dudes. If you go to our page, HarryHogFootball.com, and go to the shop link, you'll find the Amazon link. Um, right. Josh, you were talking about moving it to the front page, but if it's not there, you can go through that link, and Harry Hog gets a little cut. It doesn't add anything else. It's just a click-through, you know, a typical yeah. web click-through, and we get a little cut. Cut! So it, really it's nice. not gonna not gonna cost you any more to buy that uh, that book or that Redskins item or whatever you may be buying at Amazon, but it does give us a little bit by clicking through our website. So we appreciate you guys that are doing that. Helps us uh, keep up with our uh, costs and bandwidth and everything else, and keeping us on the air. Um, and then also there is a donate button right on the website there, and we appreciate folks who have been donating. If you like listening to Harry Hog, uh, feel free to click that button. Uh, here we are at the end of the year. Anything you can give is going to help. Uh, a buck, five bucks, whatever you can give. Uh, we appreciate it. Obviously, we don't run a bunch of ads like a lot of other sites. And, uh, you know, the only way we the only way we do it is either out of our pockets or what you guys give. So we appreciate it. Yeah. I think that's about it, man. What else we got? It's Dallas week. Dallas. Dallas week, dudes. Get pumped. I know the Dallas sucks flag from David Lee Legal Services that he sent us years ago before he was ever a uh, sponsor of the podcast. Um, just like the one that he uh, took to Antarctica, because he's that big of a fan, um, is in the mail on the way to me directly. It'll probably get here tomorrow from Aaron to me. We always send it around so we can display it at our uh, residences. It also goes with That's us right. games. And uh, yeah. that is on the way. So, dude, you got to get pumped because it's Dallas week. And no one thought we would win that first game of the season, and we did. So the season's not over. You know, That's right. stick with the team like we always do. Real Redskins fans. That's right. Yep. Uh, we have a chance to sweep Dallas this week, so everybody make sure you tune in. One o'clock at Dallas. So uh, at Dallas. There it is. Wish everybody out there a great week. Thanks again to David Lee Legal Services. You got anything else to say, John? I think that's it. Except for if you see a Cowboys fan, because they lost last night. Joker! Because right now, we beat them. We beat y'all. We beat y'all. Because all these Cowboys are like to say, Joker.
Jesus' name.